Hello, I'm Debbie Ritter. I'm here with my good friend Leslie Henderson, and we're going to speak a little bit about what's on our hearts. And today we're going to be talking about um, this book, Searching for and Maintaining Peace. Can you say the father's name? I'm not oh yeah, Father Jacques Philippe. And I think what's neat is the subtitle is um, A Small Treatise on Peace of Heart in Keeping with Our on Our Hearts. Oh, theme, awesome. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. notice that. Because it's all about the heart. <clears throat> yeah. Um, um, this was recommended to me years ago by a daughter's friend. And it's just this little pink book. And something about it caught my attention. Probably the fact that it talked about peace. And I at least had the insight to realize I need that. You know? <laughs> I need some more of that. And then um, I read it and read it and reread it. And went, oh, I gotta give this to Debbie. I just want her to read it too so we can talk about it. And you were just so, it was so gratifying to get your thoughts on it back when we did. And um, it just seemed like the perfect, it's still, you know, that thing about ever new, you know, it's just every time I dip into it, um, it's saying something to me that I need to hear again right now, or I'm hearing it in a different way, or I'm hearing it on a deeper level. I, I agree. It is a book, and I'll let people know in case they're not familiar with the book that it's a small book. Mm -hmm. So it's a book that's easy to read, and um, um, it is ever new. Um, I think when you first gave it to me, uh, I just really wasn't ready to receive it, or maybe it was just tired, and you know, my kids were younger and, and very busy. Um, but subsequently reading it um, other times, um, I've really gotten a lot out of it, as you can see from all the underlining. <laughs> and um, it's interesting to see that we've underlined uh, quite a few of the same things. Yeah. Um, so it's a beautiful book. And um, I think that we should start by um, defining that piece that mm -hmm. the book is describing mm -hmm. um, because it um, might not be the sort of piece that people think about um, when you consider peace, mm -hmm. um, that it's not necessarily a piece of, uh, well, everything is okay, and um, right. we can just sit back and relax and enjoy our lives, which of course we want to do, but it's a piece that you can have um, in all of your life, and right. our lives are not easy. Right. Um, we struggle and um, have daily challenges, right. and um, it's actually this piece that helps us to to get through those too. Right, right. Um, somewhere in scripture is the reference to a peace that surpasses all understanding. And so that is a peace that Father Philippe is referring to. And it's a peace that only comes from Jesus. And um, um, he wants to give it to us because without it, you had been talking another time about um, Father Philippe's reference to a lake, how if the surface of it is all disturbed, it doesn't reflect the light of the sun very well. And same with our souls. If our souls or hearts, or whatever reference you want to make, is, is disturbed, then it can't reflect that um, the things of God that he wants reflected through us so well. And um, so that's like the number one requirement um, of being a disciple of Jesus is he in fact I don't think there's any phrase more used by our Lord in the Gospels than 
you know, references to be at peace, be not afraid, right. you know? Right. So human society is really important. And so it's only um, from him that it comes. And even, you know, persons in the world who maybe haven't heard of this man, Jesus, haven't heard the good news, you know, are all our hearts, just by virtue of being human beings, were made for the good news, were made for God, were made for, and, and being fallen, they're in need of the same remedy, which is um, God come to us um, in the second person, in, in Jesus. And um, so they're looking for him too, even people who don't know what the word Christian means. Oh, we're all right. looking for that peace. And, um, and But we as Christians are so blessed to know him to some degree and to know that it's to him that we have to turn and his promises, that, which is that he wants to give us his peace and that the battle has already been won, whatever struggles, like you referred to the struggles of the mm -hmm. day. You know, these are just battles as part of a larger war, which has already been won. And Father Jacques right. uh, Philippe talks about that in here, how the it's already been won. It's just our part to to do our, our battle and how different it is when you enter a battle knowing the the larger battle, the war itself has already been won. Even if this one seems to end in defeat for you, right. you just got to do your best and know that it, overall it's going to contribute to what's already been achieved. Right. I, I'm looking at page seven because this really stood out for me um, when you know, thinking also about the, the lake and reflecting God's light mm -hmm. um, and that when we, when we can uh, achieve and maintain that interior peace, that it liberates us from ourselves Yes, and increases our sensitivity to others and renders us available to our fellow man because that's really, you know, why we're here is to share yeah. God's love and hope with um, our fellow man. Right. And um, if we're agitated we can't do that. <laughs> right, right. Because the great commandment is like, it's one coin, and a coin has two sides. Love God with your whole heart and whole soul. The other side is like it, Jesus said. You love your fellow man as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. You can't love God if you're not loving your fellow man. And he included our enemies in that. Right. And so how can we love them? How can we, you know, serve their mystery, if you will, their... Uh, if we are so agitated, and gosh, this age we're in is such a self-preoccupied age. Mm -hmm. We're just—I mean, Satan just has a heyday, turning ourselves to look at ourselves and be—that's the definition of neuroses, you know—is right. when you're so preoccupied with self. It's just a very egocentric time and culture that we're in, that it's hard for us to extricate ourselves from that to be other-oriented, like Jesus wants us to be. Um, so we, he said the number one thing, the f number one battle is to maintain that peace of heart, even before you go on to the secondary battle, which might be don't lose your temper with your child, um, <laughs> um, wh whatever's on your plate, you know, uh, that's secondary to, to um, maintaining that, that peaceful bond. I mean, even Jesus had it hanging on the cross when he said, my God, why have you forsaken me? Right. I mean, we know in deep in his deepest heart, he had that bond. Right. 
that's comforting to me reading that part of the book where it says, you know, um, that um, we don't always have to obtain victory over our temptations and weaknesses um, that to maintain that peace. You mm-hmm. know, we can um, learn to maintain peace of heart under all circumstances, even in the case of defeat. Yeah. Because we know that, um, you know, the Lord is always with us and we can rise again. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we will rise again and we will fall again because mm-hmm. that's our fallen nature. And um, I can't find it in here. I was trying to flip through the pages, but there was a part where um, he talks about how God will disquiet our, our soul, you know, when, mm-hmm. when our hearts are, are turned towards Jesus um, and we turn the other way, he can sort of disquiet us uh-huh. and cause us to to turn our gaze back to him. Right. Um, and there was also a, reveren- a reference on how, you know, Satan tries to, when we are at peace of heart, um, disquiet us and turn us the other way. Right. Um, I think that really ties in with um, the Jesuits really developed the um, truths concerning desolation and consolation and how to understand those. That when, because somewhere in here, Father Philippe says, uh, you know, essential to this piece is goodwill, that we want to please God. We want to always do His will. No matter how poorly we are doing this, we, we have to de- just, just shove away any discouragement that Satan tries to send us. And, um, and just, so that is the, the most important thing, is that we want that. And, um, that will, in the end, maintain everything. That will what will be what wins the day, even though we might fail in virtue and in many other respects. The fact that we didn't. Somewhere in here, he says, um, oh, page 17, he talked about developing a habitual determination to always say yes to God in the great things as in the small. He calls it a habitual disposition of heart. So that you just don't give up, no matter, no matter how, and I think really I think the devil's greatest tool, again using our thinking about ourselves too much, mm-hmm. is to say, yeah, by the way, and look how look how bad you are, look how badly you're doing this, yeah. you know, and um, yeah, that's so. Yeah, I was thinking about that actually just this morning. I told you what kind of morning I, yeah. I had, yeah. and oftentimes it's just kind of a recurring theme for me, where um, when I do get just upset about things and oftentimes they're just small things mm-hmm. but it's just things that like stop me in my tracks mm-hmm. because I'm on this mission to get things done right. and then I just feel so kind of guilty about getting so worked up over something so small and um, I remember all the blessings that I have and and um, and I just feel bad about myself mm-hmm. you know, like you said look how bad you are mm-hmm. um, and I actually brought this to confession once and uh, the priest made me think of this in an entirely different way um, that I thought was really interesting. Um, he, he said that, you know, we who are so blessed with so many things, and I'm talking about material things as well, you know, big home, you know, we have AC, we got food in the refrigerator, um, we have cars, we have uh, like clothes that I like, and just, and he said oftentimes it's all those things that distract us mm-hmm. from being connected to the Lord uh-huh. and kind of being having a more simpler 
like you know pray without ceasing just mm-hmm. getting the things done that we need to get done in that day mm-hmm. and I, I just thought that was really interesting you know he was saying that you know maybe perhaps a family who like a poor farmer who you know their chores of just you know getting the chickens fed and milking the cows and you know getting in the house and having a good dinner and and praying and mm-hmm. you know their lives are such um less complicated mm-hmm. than ours and even though we might think that we're so much more blessed than they are because we have all these things yeah. that really all those things kind of get in the way of our peace of heart right. <laughs> of our you know um, just uh, daily life right the important things right. because we have all these things that distract us from uh-huh. from the things that are really important right right like you know my dog peed on the floor so now my floor <laughs> is dirty and I got to clean it well so you know uh-huh. Just clean it. Yeah. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To let him order our priorities, you know. And and you were talking another time about how prayer figures into this, and the need to go to him, whether we're the the farmer, the in a simple situation, or the uh, Western um, materially involved person, whatever. Everybody, human being needs to have that relationship and and you can't have a relationship if you don't have time with the person right right so prayer later on in the next section i know we're looking at the first section on why interior peace is is paramount but in the in the next section father fleet uh, talks about you know as to how do we get this about the the importance of prayer and that quiet time which we don't always have every day necessarily, or we might not have as much time as we think we would like to have, but when and we hopefully take advantage of what time we are given. And then, you know, there's just those, you, you use the phrase pray without ceasing. I mean, that's right out of the gospel. And um, um, that means throughout the day from the stuff our day is made of to try to bring everything to him. So before I, say what I'm about to say because the milk was just spilled on the carpet or the dog just did that, you know, to, to at least remind myself that God is with me. Jesus, right. his mother, all the cloud of witnesses, they're all with me here to help me. You know, and that's, that's a prayer too. Right. And, and I think it's very important to make time for um, prayer that's more than just a line. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I'm working on that, but something that I do try to do, and I've been doing this for a couple of years, I can't remember, something at a Bible study or something that um, sort of awakened this in me, maybe we talked about it, but um, is just to have short prayers, you know, just mm-hmm. like when I'm in the car and mm-hmm. I'm running late, just say, thank you, Jesus, mm-hmm. that, you know, that I can be there. You know, right. I might be running behind, maybe I failed in my, in my organization, but, mm-hmm. you know, thank you that I, that I have this opportunity. Or, um, you know, just throughout the day, little victories and, and little defeats and mm-hmm. just try to always remember that I'm not alone and mm-hmm. that um, I'm not doing it by myself and that right. I have the grace of God. Um, so I'm, I'm good at that now. Now I need to um, you know, really try to find some quiet, extended time for mm-hmm. personal prayer. Mm-hmm. Which is largely passive, really. Mm-hmm. You know, largely a matter of being receptive. And that's so hard to do especially if we expect all the noise in our heads to just like we can turn it off like you turn off um, 
you know, the computer or, mm-hmm. or the phone or something. No, no can do. They're going to happen, but we just need to um, persist in trying and ask the Lord for his grace to lead us to the quieter part and just let that rabble-rousing stuff go on and ignore mm-hmm. it as mm-hmm. best we can. And we'll be rewarded just for trying. That's what it comes down to, is we're just rewarded for trying. That's the greatest sadness, the greatest loss, is when the person gives up trying um, to respond to God's love, which is what this life is all about. I mean, the only reason we exist is because he wanted He wanted me. That's the only reason I exist, and he continues to want me. He wanted you. That's why you're here. And for us to respond to that love, you know, the peace comes. Is, isn't that the definition of, is, is that goodwill of yours? Yeah. It's yeah. just even, even when we mess up and when we get angry that we mm-hmm. continue to turn back, we have that. Um, goodwill. Goodwill. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. And uh, I just, the little flower, she is just, an, again, one of those persons, one of those resources that um, is always so rich and this little passage about her addressing her sister Mm -hmm. who was discouraged Mm -hmm. about her lack of virtue or something like that and she's just saying um, it's just a matter of wanting to please him no matter how poor you are in virtue and in the very last page of the section um, she endorses what is the heart that wouldn't wish to possess virtue? That's what everyone desires. But how few are those who accept to fall, to be weak, who are content to find themselves down and out and have others find them in that condition? You know, that just seems so contrary to everything that I want. But she's endorsing that, you know, you're going to find yourself that way and to be okay about it because God loves me and he's with me in this. And in his... his Permissive will, maybe you might call it his permissive mm-hmm. will. He's allowing this fall. Mm-hmm. Maybe for me to learn a lesson, especially humility. I mean, that is the hardest lesson, you know. I always try to remember that when, um, you know, things seem to go wrong, that God can always bring good from right. any experience that we go through you know I can think of of several experiences in my life that were unpleasant and difficult and I wish they hadn't happened but um, I can certainly see that um, there was some good that came out of Uh it maybe just in the lesson that I learned that changed that helped to change me to um, be more receptive to God's will and paying more attention to you know that than just what I want right and maybe in a hundred other different ways that you won't even know or be privy to seeing the good fruit that came out of what appeared to be a bad thing, maybe not until we're in heaven, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, Scripture promises us um, all things work for the good for them that love the Lord, or something <laughs> akin to those <laughs> words. So, yeah, the, to, to be able to get to the point where we say, praise you, Lord, even when, like, I stub my toe on the coffee table. <laughs> I have the wherewithal, well, the, it's pure grace. It's not me, for sure, to say something other than the ex- expletive that wants to come to my mind. <laughs> to say, praise you, Lord, and like, like our moms used to tell us, or the, the nuns in school, you know, offer it up. I mean, there's a real validity to that, you know. 
okay, do what you can to remedy the situation, yes, but don't be uh, wallowing in uh, resentment until you get it all fixed, you know, just have that peace and or accept that peace and uh, work towards remedying it, but in the meanwhile, don't be resentful of the fact that it happened, you know, it's, it's all going to work for the good. I also like what um, St. Therese said about, um, you know, combat, or she says there's no peace without war, or, yeah. you know, um, and, and that brings me to the part of, you know, peace and spiritual combat, because mm-hmm. as we referred to um, the evil one also wanting to disquiet us, and um, so we, we, we need to be prepared for that, and we need to um, understand that we're going to have temptations, and sometimes we're going to give in, and and that um, we need to maintain that peace and, and know that um, that God will always be with us. Right. Like you said, on the other side of the door. <laughs> right. We just have to open it. Open it and let him and in. And not let that, um, you know, that pride of, of um, get in the way of, mm-hmm. of uh, accepting our failures and, mm-hmm. and moving. And I think that's part of that peace is being able to um, overcome that pride of yeah yeah I mean that's like the root um, sin isn't it mm-hmm. um, yeah on page 11 he's talking about how uh, Satan tries to draw us onto a battlefield where he knows we're going to get discouraged right. um, but we yeah in the middle of the last paragraph he says we fight on a train where the devil subtly drags us and can vanquish us Instead of fighting on the real battlefield, where, on the contrary, by the grace of God, we are always certain of victory. Um, And that's a battlefield of maintaining our peace. That um, no matter what's going on, um, God is with us, and we can trust him. Don't give up. Don't give up. (laughs) Keep fighting. That's right. So he says, what's key is to avoid fighting the wrong battle. To know how to discern, despite the ruses, ruses of our adversary, which is the real battlefield. And he says that is the battlefield for maintaining our peace. So, pray always. <laughs> right. I, was, I think we touched on that briefly, like how, you know, we know now it's important to, why it's important to have that peace and maintain that peace. Um, and, but how do we, how do we do that? And I think that we do that through prayer. Yeah. And so maybe next time we can talk about prayer. Um, we talked just briefly, I think, about personalities, and um, I know uh, I've seen some studies on how different personalities pray better in certain ways. I've always mm-hmm. found that very interesting. It is, isn't so, it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I've got yeah. a chart somewhere. <laughs> uh-huh. Maybe you can find yeah, it the next we time. We can look it up and we can talk yeah. about that because I know my personality, um, and like, you know, I see always that those voices in my head and that sound that I can't turn off. Um, and mm-hmm. so it's it's easier for me to be actively praying and actively doing things as opposed to listening and yielding. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So let's uh, let's talk about how we can easily I can do that more easily mm-hmm. than I'll be mm-hmm. able to. It will. So essential. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Debbie. <laughs>